This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Welcome back to Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all new Score North and the Score North mobile app free to download for your Apple and Android devices, and we reward you for listening live. We reward you with gift cards. We even gave away Twins-Yankees tickets a few weeks ago. You can listen live, on demand, and read all kinds of written coverage of Minnesota sports. Uh, Thoughts, rumors, speculation, great in-depth pieces like Matthew Collar wrote about how the Vikings can recapture the 2017 magic. All of that available on scorenorth.com and the Scornorth mobile app. Um... This is where we uh, point on each other's flaws here. This is write that down and an accountability session. I believe we are the only show in the country that goes on the record and keeps track of those predictions and circles back. We're like, we were freezing cold takes before freezing cold takes. We point out the flaws in our predictions. Not We don't like go over each other with a laser pointer and be like, ah, oh, you could lose 10 pounds. That's a, that's a new segment, too. That's, yeah, that's okay. coming up. That's Thursdays at 5 All o'clock. Right, cool. Starting yeah. next Thursday. Ready for it. <laughs> the life accountability session. <laughs> <laughs> so Jonathan is out today, but back in studio, we've got Declan Goff. We've got Manny Hill. So we'll get to all of our predictions here in just a moment. But, gentlemen, let's uh, let the batting average dive commence yet again here. I'll start with myself. Actually, my, my batting average went up because I had a couple of correct oh, predictions for the my, first time. Yeah, yeah, well, well, let's do that first. But I have to give the assist to Rami because my predictions were Rami will swing and miss at least once yeah. in the softball contest. Why did you swing and miss every time like I predicted? Mm-hmm. I predicted a whitewash for you. You wouldn't hit one. I also predicted, and correct Selfish. me if I'm wrong here. Correct uh-huh. me if I'm wrong. I said yes. you would not reach the warning track on the fly in the... Home run hitting. Contest. I saw it. That's correct. Did okay. that <laughs> no, you hit line drives. Yeah, I'm a line drive hitter. Yeah, can I do? like you may have had one roll to the warning what track. What am I going to do? Okay, so that, that was that was my week. <laughs> Thanks, Jed. <laughs> no problem. Uh, Rami, you you had uh, you had an up and down week. You both you boasted that you would win the softball home run contest. You said the Twins would have at least eight home runs in the three remaining games against the A's. They Wrong did not. series. And then you said the Twins would win at least two of the three remaining games against the A's, and they did not. Did not happen. But you did say that Avengers Endgame would become the highest-grossing movie of all time. Boom. Yes! 
give it to me. They left it in theaters for seven years. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> they milked it so long it couldn't help itself. <laughs> we didn't uh, put any parameters on it. I didn't say by when. I just said they would. Yep. And they did. And they did. Yep. It's like four people in the theater. Finally, it, it, every $4 matters. Every, every day, I have to admit, I went to the... To the theater across the street from my apartment, and just bought a ticket. I didn't even go in to watch it. Just went and bought a ticket. Just for my, just for my write that down prediction. Man, so loyal, so loyal. All right, Judd, you said Byron Buxton won't return to the Twins lineup until August. I'm glad I was wrong. It's a miracle. I'm glad I was wrong. Couple doubles last <laughs> night. You said the Twins would win exactly two of three against the A's last weekend. Wrong. You said uh, Rami would only make contact on two softballs or fewer. Oh, I thought I said he'd get whitewashed completely. Well, you said you said something close, but he made more than he Either made more contact wrong. than that. So I made hard contact five I, times. I had more much. faith in you than I thought I did. And then uh, we missed this one. You said the Twins would only have Jorge Polanco play in the All Star game. Barrios also played wow, in the All Star game. For me. So Judd takes a bath this Is week. That an O for a week. You didn't have any predictions. Oh, right. Four. Bring it wow. on. Come on. Bring Ooh. it on. Bring on the comments. Jonathan, who's not here to defend himself, <laughs> said the Twins would win four of their next six games last Friday. <laughs> but he also correctly predicted that Rami would hit fewer than three home runs in the home run derby. <laughs> yeah. Why am I the only one that got screwed on the Rami predictions? <laughs> I mean, I did too. Yeah, true. Good yeah. point. <laughs> but, you're, but you're Rami, so. Let's see. Manny and the guests had nothing come off the board, but the listeners, Eric R., said the Twins would win two of three against the A's, and Liam Hendricks would strike out the side in one of the losses over the weekend, and that did not happen. <laughs> Tom F. said, I think we can cross this off the board, right? The Vikings would sign Max Williams this offseason? Yeah, they signed that. Yep. Correct. So there you have it. The batting averages as we stand. And if you want to send in your predictions, you can just tweet at us, at Score North, at Phil Mackey, and we'll, uh, we'll mark them down here. Batting average leader is still the listeners at 289. They're slugging 579. I'm batting 280 in second place. Judd's batting 276. Now it's a race to the bottom with the other ones. <laughs> Rami's at 216. Jonathan at 213. The uh, guest contributors, like Declan's about to be, are batting 200. And Manny is still slightly below the Mendoza line at 190. All right, above Manny. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Manny. Well, I'm moving up. Trust me. All right. We'll see. Uh, well, Manny's got a couple <laughs> positive go for football predictions that he's very, very high. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what happens. So let's start with uh, Judd Zolgad here, per usual. All right, write this down. And it started with last night's game against the White Sox. But the Twins will win their next three series. Not sweep, but they will win the series against the White Sox. They will win the series, which is a three-gamer next week, in Miami against the Marlins. And then they come home to play the Royals. They will win that series as well. Let's see if Cleveland goes 14 innings and beat the Royals again last night. Of course. 14 innings. Ridiculous. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami? The Twins will have... A five-game lead in the division within two weeks of today. Five-game lead in the division within two weeks of this day that we sit here at Allianz Field okay. inside the Brew Hall. So they'll have, so they'll be leading by at least five games they'll two weeks from least, today. Yes, they'll have at okay. least a five-game lead in the division within two weeks. Write this down. Let's go to Declan. All right, the Twins will trade a top five prospect this weekend. Very specific, Whoa. this weekend. <laughs> 
So when the clock strikes midnight on Sunday evening into Monday morning, the Twins will have traded one of the top five prospects in Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, Bruce Ader Gratterall, Trevor Larnich, and Jordan Buzlavic. I finally got that wow. name right. Buzlavic. I like how you're putting parameters on the weekend. Belisavich. I think it's Buzz- according to a YouTube video, which is never wrong, uh, it was Buzlavic. According to every Croatian <laughs> I've ever known, an IC at the end of a name is the itch side. Got it. I don't know. Okay. Have you Mac been Loss. talking to Croatians a lot? Yeah. My former roommate in college. Inciting? Was, my former roommate in college was uh, Croatian. Sources say? Yep. If people, it's, if the it's, people I talk to. If it's AC, <laughs> that's an ax sound. If it's IC, Sources it's an itch Croatia. sound. Just saying. All right, let's go to Manny. <laughs> Manny Hill. You know what? <laughs> Whoa. I'll, I'll just do it. Whoa. Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. What? What's happening now? The Twins will trade for Noah Syndergaard. Whoa. Right this day. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Oh. Well, big swing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, big Manny swing. Hill from Ooh. his heels. I got to try this and get that amazing. slugging percentage up. Way to go, Chris Carter. Wow. I love and by that, I don't mean the Viking. I, right. I mean the former I Yankee and Astro. <laughs> I am definitely swinging for the upper deck with that I one. I love how Manny has committed to the Joey Gallo, Chris Davis approach. If, <laughs> yeah, if the batting well. average is a lost cause at this point. <laughs> slugging. Go for the slugging. Write <laughs> oh, this down. Man. Uh, so a uh, full disclosure, Declan kind of swiped mine. I had it written down verbatim. The Twins would trade one of their top five prospects by July 31st, but he already said by Ooh. this weekend, so I, I'm not going to... All right. Sorry, Phil. S- screw it. The Twins will trade, and I'm going to give myself a little leeway here. I can, I can grab from either, either MLB.com or Baseball America. I haven't seen the top. There might be some differentiation, but the Twins will trade one of their top three prospects Ooh. by July 31st. Okay. One of their top three prospects. So they'll right. trade... Kirloff, Lewis, or whoever comes in third. But you're giving yourself to the deadline. Yes. Okay. Yes. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd. Got ballsy. Um, Dan Bailey will miss at least two field goal attempts in the preseason. (laughs) So I'm not putting it on two. It might be more. But Dan Bailey will miss at least two field goal attempts as the red-hot pressure at Coach Mike Zimmer stewing on the sidelines. Are you also going to predict that Zimmer's head will explode when he when Dan Bailey misses <laughs> said it, field goals? It sounds like it almost did today. It's the first day of training camp. Yikes. <laughs> Write this wow. down. I, I have a kicker parlay prediction coming oh, up for great. my final prediction and write that down. Are you teasing? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a. Li- I'm gonna be a little bit more conservative with my Twins trade prediction. I'm just going to say the Twins will add two pitchers before the July 31st trade deadline. Okay. I, I know that's tame. I know that's conservative. But that's what I'm going with. Okay, Write it so, down. You like writing so things down. If these come true, who gets what? I feel like. I think we can all get it, can't we? No, 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 no. Who, who, gets, who gets like a home run, a single? Like, I feel oh, like, mine is a single. I think yeah. mine is a single. I feel like Declan and Manny are, are in home run territory, don't you guys? Agreed. Well, I give you a top three prospect. Oh, right. I, f- I feel like you're a tri- like if they're a, a home- triple. Well, if Declan's right, it's off the charts because this he's weekend. jumped the deadline completely. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Manny is Syndergaard's. That wouldn't be shocking, but it sort of would be. And yours, I think, is at least a triple. Okay. I'll Let's go back that. to Declan here. All right. The Twins will trade for Kirby Yates. Kirby Yates mm. will be a twin by the MLB trade deadline. A great wow. reliever in San Diego. After a disastrous start in his career the last two seasons, he's settled in and been one of the best arms in baseball. Kirby Yates will be a twin by the trade deadline. Write see, it down. See, part of me feels like they're not in on the 30-plus-year-old guys. That they did, yeah. like They're looking younger. And Kirby Yates is like 32, but he's awesome. 
don't know. I feel Write like, this down. I feel as if Declan's putting a lot of faith in Falvey to do things that Falvey wouldn't be comfortable doing. <laughs> Kirby Yates would be. Kirby Yates would cost you a ton. Uh, I don't know. What do you Declan, know? How much of these predictions are mostly you trying to wish them into reality, right? Uh, about 70%. <laughs> about 70. And then Fair. the other 30 is just for my batting average and slugging for the guests and contributors of uh, Score North. All right. Let's go back to Manny Hill. So my last one, I went for uh, went swinging for the fences. I'll probably go for a single here. Uh, the Yankees will trade for Marcus Stroman. Write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The Yankees, get, how many runs did they wind up giving up last night? 19. It's like 19 to 3 at one point. So the Red Sox, right? I think Tanaka gave up 10 earned. Good Lord. Write this down. So, Joe, what was your kicker prediction? Dan Bailey will miss at least two field goal attempts in the preseason. All right. Write this down. Kai Forbath will kick for the Vikings God. in 2019. That was one of mine. Wow. wow. Awesome. Declan and I apparently had the same Yeah, my week. goodness. <laughs> I love Kai it. Forbath will kick for the Vikings in 2019. Now I'm back to the awesome. drawing board. All How right. was that guy still a free agent, by the way? He went and tried out for Jacksonville last year, and I don't think he made it, right? Love, oh, Jacksonville. Like, we're, we're good on scoring points. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Zim right, okay. right now is, is uh, penning Dear Kai. Comma. <laughs> I'm really sorry about how I treated you. I didn't mean it. I miss your skinny jeans and uh, and and loafers with no socks. Look, I never would never jet. apologize I think, or go think groveling about, to a kicker. I think about your miss PATs all the time, and you know what? I forgive you every time. <laughs> Kai, come home. <laughs> all right, who's up next? So my turn. Now back to Judd. Back to Judd. All right, my final write that down uh, for this Friday because I do believe that the Vikings have probably heard the criticism of this pick. And because I believe the Vikings want to establish that we were all wrong and they were right, a simple thing. Alexander Madison, their third-round pick, will score the Vikings' first touchdown of the preseason. It'll be a goal-line play, and he'll get the ball, and he'll go into the end zone, and everyone will say, look at how great that draft pick was. Just a bowling ball. Unbelievable. <laughs> I actually do think it was a good draft pick, just for the record. And if he does that, I will be one of the ones saying, yes, that was a great, great right. pick. Great pick. Right, right back to Ron. Rami Makhlouf. Kicker parlay prediction for my final write that down today. Yes. They will bring another kicker into training camp. Okay. A, feel, a missed field goal will cost the Vikings a game in the regular season. <laughs> and there will be at least two different kickers on the Vikings roster at some point in the regular season. That's wow. a lot going on. Mm. I know. Okay, how do we quantify? <laughs> is it just like a group acceptance of the game being blown because of a kicker? Like, what if a kicker misses a 32-yarder in the third quarter and they lose by two? Okay. I'll, you know? Like I'll, we could, it could just be a group vote. On a fourth-quarter field goal. Okay. Is that good enough? Is that clear enough? Yes. So if they... if. Um, if a kick is missed in the fourth quarter and they lose by less than three points, okay, my prediction is correct. Okay, all right, that's fair. I'm okay. good with that. All right, okay, back to Declan. All right, last one. This might be a single. The I Twins. Pro- I probably already had this one, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think we did. Uh, the Twins will hit ten home runs over this weekend. Ten home wow. runs for the Twins. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll have a combined ten home runs. Wow. They had five last night. I like yeah. ten. White Sox right. can't pitch. So aggressive. Very aggressive. Manny Hill. All right. Last uh, write that down prediction for this week. It is a World Series prediction. And it's probably going to be a single because I think the chances of this happening are pretty good. Um, We will see in the 2019 World Series, we will see a World Series matchup that we have seen before. 
So it will be like, oh. so it'll be like Yankees Dodgers or, you know, Red Sox Dodgers, or it'll be, you know, Astros Dodgers or something like that. We will see a World Series matchup between two teams that have matched up in the World Series before. I thought you were hunting for slugging percentage. Well, I am. <laughs> With my first one, I was, yes. But I got to get some hits, too. I got I to gotta, I gotta boost that, uh, that OPS up, too. So. Okay. You need a consistent approach at the plate, man. You're either going for the fences or you're going for hits. Which one is it? Hey, nobody else is being consistent. Why the hell, why the hell should I? <laughs> Um, and then, okay, I'm going to go with this one. We went through our Vikings best and worst case scenarios. I'm going to go with, I'm going to stick with the Vikings best case scenario record. I'm going to say 11 and 5. I'm going to put them at their best you're case record. You're writing that prediction down. Write that you're down. You're saying Vikings finish 11 and oh, 5. Oh, you're already yes. giving us a record? The Vikings will wow. finish 11 and 5. Wow. Yep. wow. I want to be first out the gate here. I don't need to okay. see a practice to know that the Vikings are going to have a. To see the kicker missing season. field goals left and right? No. I, <laughs> see what you did there. Uh huh. Pun intended. Yeah. Um, we've got some, some listener submissions here we have to read off first. So uh, Ben H. tweeted into at Score North and at Phil Mackey, at Rami is tweeting at Jay Zolgad. By the trade deadline, the Twins will trade for at least two pitchers. At least one will have been an all-star in their career. And parlay, Miguel Sano will not be included in any trade package. All right. Frank M. says, write this down. Nelson Cruz and Max Kepler will both hit 40 or more home runs this season. Jesse H. says, write that down. Twins will get a reliever starting pitcher combo trade before the deadline, so like from one team. And uh, Mike J.S. says, after watching all 16 pitches of Baltimore outfielder Steve Wilkerson come in under 60 miles an hour, a major league team will use a position player to pitch in a close game in the playoffs this season. Wow. And just throw EFIS pitches, apparently. (laughs) So (laughs) there you have it. Nice. That is uh, Write That Down with Mackie Judd. And Rami, and uh, we do it every Friday at 5 o'clock. We're hanging out at the Brew Hall here at Allianz Field, and we've got some uh, updated Twins rumors and speculation when we come back. But first time to uh, get some time to talk to my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, which you don't get from Josh. Mackie and Judd with Rami live from Allianz Field inside the Brew Hall on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app will wrap with Royce coming up at about 540, 545. Uh, Phil, you mentioned we have some reckless speculation regarding the Minnesota Twins, Noah Syndergaard, some other names that are out there ahead of the trade deadline. But did you guys... Reckless speculation. Did you guys see the tweet from Chris Carlin of WFAN in New York yesterday regarding the Mets and Noah Syndergaard? And this is what Joel Sherman, who covers the Mets, told him on his radio show he says Joel Sherman suggests the Mets are hesitant to deal Syndergaard or Diaz to teams like the Yankees or Astros because they're more advanced analytically and they could flourish for those teams. Chris Carlin's summation of that approach, in other words, those teams are smarter than us. Just quit baseball. <laughs> what? Yes. Is he sourcing? Read it again. Joel Sherman suggests... The Mets are hesitant to deal Syndergaard or Diaz to teams like the Yankees or Astros because they're more advanced analytically <laughs> and they can flourish for those teams. So wait, so they want to deal them to a non. They want to deal them to a team, team as stupid as they are. You know what? So the Twins wouldn't be a good place. This is don't say that, Judd, because the Mets are stupid and maybe we can fool them. Hey, if the Mets are listening, 
Twins know nothing about you know analytics. What? Derek Falvey and Thad Levine can't even spell analytics. He's the perfect team to Just trade him to. Quickly, this is why, and, and God bless him, but this is why you don't hire an agent to run your baseball team. Like, agents serve their purpose. I, I completely get that. But Brody, is it Van Wagenen? Mm-hmm. I believe it is. Like, this guy's done nothing but destroy an already dysfunctional franchise. The, the, the Robinson Cano trade. He gave away the prospect farm to get this former Yankee and Diaz, who, who, by the way, I bet the Mets are right. Diaz throws absolute gas. I bet if he went to a team that got it, they, could, sure. they could fix him like that. Listen, you guys, the Mets are only doing what any self-respecting man would do when faced with this scenario. Your gal says, you know what, things just aren't really working out. I mean, we can be together for a little while, but ultimately I'm going to want out of this relationship. Do you want your gal leaving you for Cristiano Ronaldo or for some schlub? If she leaves for a schlub, it makes you look better. Right. It increases your chances to maybe find another woman of, uh, of high caliber. But if, okay? she, if, if she told me this relationship could be saved if you were at all good at X, Y, or Z, I would just try to be good at X, Y, or Z instead of just letting the relationship die, <laughs> wouldn't you? The Mets are saying... Man, Noah Syndergaard could be real good. We just have no idea. Okay, if he had any sort of analytics department helping him out. Let's not hire an analytics department. Let's just get rid of Noah Syndergaard and make sure he goes somewhere else where they're idiots. You know, the Mets do have have a point. The last time I checked, when they were in town two weeks ago, their pitching coach is 83-year-old Phil Regan. I mean, Phil Regan. That guy doesn't even have a cell phone. No. Let alone know how to read, like, you know, some sort of pitch FX monitor. He, he retired from from big the big leagues as a pitcher. I, I think he might have last pitched for the Cubs in like 1972. <laughs> Dude, I feel, he's so old. I feel bad for him every time he has to make the trip to the mound. Yeah, can someone get that guy a cart from exactly. the dugout to the pitching mound? Yeah, just a scooter thing. <laughs> he so, goes downtown. Get him a hover he, round. He goes downtown and gets a scooter thing and brings it in. Onto the field to ride out to the pitching mound? Well, you know, so we've been speculating on this show, and actually Declan and I did Cluster Fun today, which you can find Cluster Fun every day streaming live on Twitter, on Scornoth Twitter, on Scornoth Facebook, and also on the Scornoth Live feed. And my theory has always been Noah Syndergaard probably hates going to work every day. The Mets are a dumpster fire, and that front office is not as smart as the Twins' front office. So if you just brought him into a pennant race and gave him a smarter set of assistant coaches and front office people and scouts, he probably jumps up a level. This confirms it. The Mets think that. Even the Mets think that. So this makes that report makes me want Noah Syndergaard more than I did five minutes ago. I'm in on Noah Syndergaard now. The Mets, the Mets know there's another level. and they <laughs> Are have, you in clueless. on him at the price that the Star Tribune reported today, which is not Lewis, not Kirilov, but both of them. That's BS. There's no way. I'm not yeah, saying the report's even BS. possible. There, I mean, that, that feels like, hey, we've got five days to negotiate yeah. a price for Noah Syndergaard. Let's start as high as we can so that we get one of those guys. I'm to the point now, I'm still, if I can get a Marcus Stroman or somebody for, if I can bolster this year's team and not give up Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff, that's the best path. But, Str- but it, Stroman's got to be one of them, right? One of the you, they're going to they, they're going to almost certainly demand Lewis or Kirloff, and that's my second point, which is if you just get to the point in these discussions where you got to give up one of those guys if you want to improve your team and give yourself a better chance of the World Series, there's no other choice. So you it's do either it. do it or don't do it. I'm I'm do it. I'm there mentally, and I will do it. I'm with you guys. Yeah, I give up one. Don't give up both, but I give up one. Can't yeah. give up both. Not in one trade. Not for one guy. Correct. 
Yeah. But I could give up one. How much would you give up for some of these other guys that have been floating around? I'm going to throw a couple rumors Such at you Such as, here, okay? all right. A little more reckless speculation for you, gentlemen. I saw Derek Wetmore retweeted this from a guy named Craig Mish, who is a radio host in South Florida. Never heard of this Wetmore like, guy, but carry on. Wetmore. Mm-hmm. This Craig Mish guy has like 24,000 followers on Twitter, so I don't know. Some okay. people think he's legit with this. Sources indicate the Twins are among teams that have shown interest in Marlins relief pitcher Sergio Romo. Does Sergio Romo do anything for you guys? At the right price, he certainly would, but that price... That seems like a bargain basement move. I'm with Rami. Sergio Romo is not a win-the-World Series move. Well, if he's wait, the wait. third pitcher and, and the other two are Noah Syndergaard and Kirby Yates... That's shopping right, but that, DVD bargain. No, but, but what Phil said's right. This is He is a nice addition. If you're going to do what we've been suggesting now for, what, three weeks? If you go starting pitcher, really good back-of-the-end bullpen arm, and then this guy, I'm all in then. So the price, but I'm not gonna, but I'm not gonna pay a huge price for it. He was, but nice. I love, I love the idea of a guy like this as part of three pitchers. I mean, you, Sergio Romo was once the best reliever on a World Series winning team, but that was eight years ago. Right. He's now he, the the thing he's most known for the last five years is being like the the sacrificial lamb as the opener. He was the he was the guy that came out eight different times for the Rays to yep. start games in the first inning, but. He doesn't move the. He's not the guy that comes in and makes you a World Series correct winning team, right? But he bolsters your bullpen, which you desperately need. Yeah, he's part. He is part of an equation. If if he's the only part, then I I think that's a mistake. But if he's part of the equation that bolsters that bullpen, I'm fine with it. Okay, what about this one? This came out earlier today too. Twins Daily reporting that the Twins have shown interest in Lance. Lynn. No. A reunion with Lance Lynn. No. Twins Daily reporting. Been there, done that. Seen that movie. Not interested in seeing it again. I have no interest in Unlike that Avengers Endgame, which I went and bought a ticket for every day just to get my write that down prediction correct. Oh, you went and watched it every time. Just admit to it. But no, I don't want to see it. You went Lance in and Lynn cried. You again. cried and cried and cried. No. Listen, this guy. Here was a pain in the ass. I have no interest in him coming. And, and oh, and plus, and plus, now he's he, he comes back here and goes into a high pressure situation. Well, no. he pitched. In, he pitched in a lot of those in St. Louis. I know. And it was really, really good. I know, but I have no interest. I have no interest in him. So back there. Lance Lynn's Sorry. last fourteen starts nice with the bit. Texas Rangers: three point one five ERA and one hundred sixteen strikeouts in ninety four innings. That's a half season of starting pitching. In a in a hitter's ballpark, by the way, a three point one five ERA sounds like you're ready to jump on this on the yeah, Lance right. Lynn bandwagon. Let me let's be objective here, okay? I know he was a miserable lout in yes. 2018 with the Twins, which counts for something. But he got paid, so he's under contract for two. More. He's happy in terms of where he's at financially now. He wasn't last year with the Twins because he he turned down more money, unbeknownst to him. He could have stayed with the Cardinals for like three million more for and qualifying he, offer. Yeah. Yep, and he decides to uh, to gamble, and he lost that gamble. I don't think Lance Lynn shapes a World Series team. But if Lance Lynn was like, if you got two elite relievers and Lance Lynn became your number three playoff starter, I could live with that. Now, I don't, Lance Lynn should not be your splash move, but if you landed Kirby Yates and Sean Doolittle or whatever it is, you landed, uh, I mean, Ken Giles makes me nervous, but you landed two top-end relievers and then Will Smith and uh, Sean Doolittle or something, and then Lance Lynn came in to just make sure that you're not 
you're not running out Martin Perez for 14 more starts. Was there a was there a rift when he when they parted ways, the Twins and and Lance Lynn? Not like a rift. It's just it, he just he was just he a, was he was a dead ass. He was a grump. He's just a dead ass. And he got shelled I got, multiple times. No, no, I'm not. You know what? No second marriage for me. He, no, I have no interest in him. I, I don't. I, I, seeing his face would, would make me want to puke if I played for this team. <laughs> I, I don't want him in my locker room. That's how you really feel. I, I don't want him in my club. I bet he, Phil's word is perfect. He's just a lout. And I feel like now, like this team has. So here's the thing. This team has something that's. Chemistry-wise, really good right now. And I know that Lance Lynn is a negative chemistry guy. The guy who also concerns me, because whenever the pressure's been turned up, he seems to go backwards now, is Ken Giles as well. Yeah, he once, remember, he once gave he up... punched himself uh, in the face. Yeah, he gave up a massive game-altering uh, home run to Gary Sanchez and then punched himself in the face on the way back to the <laughs> dugout. The Astros, who are very smart and, inst- done it. and instructive, the Astros basically said... Yeah, we're good. You've got closer stuff. You can't close for us. Yeah, and then traded him, and they traded him for a guy who was who was controversial yeah. and not a good guy in in his own right. So guys like Giles and Lynn, because this isn't so the interesting dynamic here among these trades that we're talking about too is this isn't rotisserie baseball. So it can't be just like, well, these guys' stats are pretty good, so I'll throw them in. So you got to be a little bit careful. And in the case of Lynn and Giles, I've I know enough. I I don't want to deal with it. Uh, by the way, Lance Lynn, in his last outing on July 21st, I think he pitches again tonight, at Houston, 12 strikeouts in seven innings. That's good for him. Then I mean, he went out and ate 16 hot dogs. Oh, like we all haven't. <laughs> well, I know. That was a new, I, I did that I know, at New Bohemia I, last I night. Don't rely on, I don't rely on you to pitch for me. <laughs> i got to check that place out. It's very good. I hear good things. I had an alligator bratwurst last night. I don't mess with alligator. Wait, hold on a second. What? Yeah, Tell an alligator more. bratwurst. That sounds really good. It was very. Yeah, it's a good spot. Good spot. I'm not okay. What What did it taste like? And I'm I'm being like serious. alligator. So it's sort of like a little bit little, chewy or not really little or zing, what? A little chewier than yeah, a little yeah, chewy. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I'm not trying any new animals at this stage of my life. If I haven't eaten it by now, I ain't eating it. I feel like you draw a lot of lines because I draw some lines, but I feel like why like do we need to Rami? eat weird animals? Like why we had a we had established cows, pigs, chicken, okay. fish, turkey. If Boom, you done. okay, if you were dropped down, you're an alien, and you were dropped down to Earth, and you saw a pig standing next to an alligator. Uh huh. You're oh, really, I'm you, the pig you're, all day. you're really saying like, yeah. oh, it's super weird to eat that, but yes. not that. A pig looks so much more delicious than an alligator. <laughs> what? An alligator looks bony and scaly and slimy. It just came out of a swamp. A pig looks delicious. It rolls is, around in it, mud. It's muddy, hairy, and plump. Yeah. Nah. I think pigs look delicious. I think cows look delicious. <laughs> Save those for drop stuff. me. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Especially the first one. <laughs> Actually, if I, speaking of being dropped down to Earth or nowhere, if I would have told you guys last night, hey, the, Nelson Cruz has never had three home runs in a game in I his career. I wouldn't have believed you. Can you believe that? No. I was shocked by that stat. I know it's like... It's it's not exactly an everyday occurrence that a guy has three home runs, but I would have thought of all the players that Nelson Cruz would have multiple three home run games. And I was very confident he'd get to four. Yeah, I thought there's a lot of time left in this ball game. He's gonna get to four off this White Sox pitching staff. Well, they the the Twins mailed it in defensively last night. That bothered me, by the way. I I don't. Here's the thing: you're gonna beat up on, on these teams, and that's fantastic. And, and I think ultimately, because your schedule is going to get easier again, or is um, easier again, you are going to win the division. 
But I don't like this whole thing of, like, nothing that we see in these games should be taken as, you know, it doesn't matter. No, it does. Because you're going to get to games in, in October where one error could kill you, right? I, that, that Rosario throw, that stuff bugs me. Yeah, there's, kind of, there's almost a weird like nonchalant that. factor with them defensively. And by the way, Miguel Sano, this whole thought about, well, maybe we can just move him to first base at some point and he can just be a first baseman, he can't scoop. He can't scoop. He's a shortstop and third baseman who can't scoop. His future is not as a fielder. Which is amazing because he was a shortstop like six years ago. What? Miguel yes. Sano was a shortstop? Yes. Can he be taught to scoop? I feel like it's instinctual. I mean, there's, you can practice, but if you've, played, if you've played shortstop and third base and you're just getting hot rockets hit at you on a nightly basis, you can either scoop them or you can't. If you're at first base and you can't scoop, like last night, I'm, I'm mad if I'm a couple of those infielders and I'm making, like Jonathan Scope made a play at one point and kind of threw a ball over. He tried to throw kind of a one-hopper. And Crone's been great at that. And Sano is stretching and can't bend down far enough to scoop it. Well, I mean, he can't really bend. But he can hit. He falls, he falls down in the field more than anyone I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. Like, unnecessarily falls down because I think he can't, I think he's not mobile enough to really bend much. He, he did, however, hit one of the most impressive home runs in terms of when he hit that ball, he was mad because he thought it was a, well, it was a pop-up. Yeah. He was mad. He looked down, he throws his bat, and then he looks up, and all of a sudden, like, the he's, ball's gone. He's that strong. <laughs> he's like, I didn't even get that one, and it just goes over the, Todd Frazier did the same thing earlier this oh. year against the Cubs. What was that, I saw you retweet, Todd Frazier chirping at reporters? At a reporter, yeah, <laughs> who had some facts about Todd Frazier wrong. It, it was a tweet filled with reckless speculation and I guess a couple of facts that were slightly off, and Todd Frazier didn't appreciate either aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, Angry Todd Frazier. Who would have thought from Little League World Series champion to chirping at beat writers? <laughs> we're going to wrap with Royce when we come back here to the Brew Hall at Allianz Field where uh, we've been hanging out for the day. You can find Minnesota United games on Score North and the Score North mobile app. You can also find them on TC. Score North download. Declan Goff here. The Twins won big last night. Nelson Cruz, three home runs for the Twins last night at age 39. He still has that grown man strength. Michael Pineda starts tonight for the Twins. First pitch is at 7-10. You just heard some reckless speculation on the Twins trade front. Noah Syndergaard, Marcus Stroman, maybe Sergio Romo. Even a Lance Lynn reunion. Would they even think about doing that? There's plenty of options. Check out scorenorth.com for trade targets and who the Twins could pick up. Dan Bailey missed a field goal at training camp. And Mike Zimmer lost his mind. Uh, players were running after practice, so that's going well at the first official day at uh, Vikings training camp. We wrap with Patrick Royce now on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Declan. And, yeah, let's wrap with Royce. Hey, Patrick, did you see this? That uh, And I know I saw you out the walkthrough today for the Vikings. Dan Bailey missed a 47-yard field goal in the situational drill with time expiring. His third miss on seven tries today. and upset Mike Zimmer apparently then made the team run as a result. In other words, we're off to a good start. Egan. Stealing that right out of the uh, guy down in Chicago's playbook. Uh, whatever. Uh, what's that guy's name? The coach, Nagy. Matt. What? Matt Nagy. It's, Matt. Just, it's glorious, yeah, though, Pat. Too. That's his deal, too, right? Yes. 47. Jeez, Matt. We let Matt save the 47 yarders for the regular season. We don't want that old boy using all his energy at this time of year. I, can, I think I read that one of them was 39 that he missed. Another one was 41. So, uh, so uh, they're already they're not following your advice, which is not 
to let Coach Zimmer look at the kickers, not even be in their presence. So uh, having him flip out already is uh, is very interesting. He can't help himself, Pat. He's uh, no, he can't. It's the, it's he the can't. thing he, he probably can. loses the most sleep over. No, he, day one of he couldn't help him. He couldn't help himself today. Two hundred and twenty-seven days after he fired John D. Filippo, he took <laughs> another cheap shot at him. Two hundred and twenty-seven <laughs> days later, he's still taking cheap shots at him. And by the way, I actually wrote this. Uh, one year ago today, we were very concerned about the offensive coordinator, young John D. Filippo. We were concerned we were going to lose him to another team as a head coach next year. So uh, remember that? We were all, oh, man, this guy will only have him for one year. He's a, he's a guy on the rise, and now Zim's taking cheap shots at him. Uh, you know, Zim, I don't know. I was talking to some fans trying to get somebody to rip Zim today, but they're still on board. I don't get oh, it. Oh, yeah. Zimmer has. I don't get what, Zimmer's approval I don't rating get, with fans is very high. Why? Why? Explain it to me. Good Explain quotes. it to me. Good quotes. Oh, fans love a good quote good, and an ornery football not, coach. Yes, but we had a ornery basketball coach and we hated him. What's the difference? I think I think some of it might be Mike Mike's story too about his wife and I don't know. Like Mike's been painted in a picture too by the media differently than Tom Thibodeau was. Tom Thibodeau was never painted as family man and suffering no. through loss, right? I think that contributes. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I, I would think after last year when they fell, you know, Super Bowl or bust, and it was a monumental bust, and they, you know, they go out there in the last game of the year and puke all over themselves. Why is anybody mad? Why aren't they mad? I don't get it. I think, Patrick, part of it is that we see that that the town here perceives Mike as sort of being Bud Grant like and i think that's oh, God, that's a nothing big line. to do nothing nothing like bud grant nothing but, at all not but at all. It, it it's weird though i mean we hated Childress from day one yeah yeah well we were looking it up today i was looking up the various records against the detroit lions and chili was eight and one against the lions and Ticey was eight and oh and this guy's five and seven now the Lions have obviously been better than you know until last year, uh, but what's interesting is Gessling pointed out to me, or Craig pointed out to me, Chili's second year he beat Detroit twelve to ten, and the crowd was chanting "Fire Chili, Fire Chili." I remember that game. They were chanting. Yeah, yeah, that was like the third game of the yeah. of his second season. You know, so uh, it's it's amazing the uh, long rope we're giving uh, Zim here. But, I uh, think the the dynamic not... between the Twins versus the Vikings, and I get that it's not that there, there's a lot of people that are very happy with what the Twins have done this year. But the Twins can come out and they can get off to a 100 win pace, and uh, and the and the message is still you know wake me when they actually do something or actually <laughs> yeah, spend money like, or actually make a trade. And the Vikings can stomp on your soul every single year and get smoked mm-hmm. in big games and lose to Chicago playing backups at the end of the year, and we welcome them back with open arms much more willingly than the Twins. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very interesting. And you know what? Uh, and Judd can confirm a little bit of this, but it, it's from 98 forward that we've had the optimistic Viking fans because 
those of us who grew up in uh, with them in the sixties and the four Super Bowl losses, and we were always fatalists when that with them. I mean, ah, they're falling their ass. You know, we were. You know, they couldn't uh, because of, of the way all those seasons ended, and uh, it, it was it was a. It was a pessimistic crowd that has now become this wildly optimistic crowd. It's uh, very interesting. But you know what, Patrick? Uh, Pat, I will what? take Zim every time. A- after a summer and a spring of hearing Rocco say truthfully yeah. and then telling me nothing, the fact that Zim gets up to a podium and can't help himself and takes a shot at a OC that, as you pointed out, he fired months and months ago, <laughs> and, and it's not. And, and there's nothing subtle about it when, when, when he says, it would do us no good to be in shotgun 27 times a game. Oh, and try- I, I love Zim. What I thought was interesting, not only did he take a shot at, Filippo for screwing up the Vikings, he pretty much took a shot at Jacksonville for hiring him. I don't think it worked for us or anybody else, he said. So, he basically, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And, uh, but, uh, anyway, it's, uh, but it is funny that he already, I wish I'd stuck it on him to see him uh, go Flippo when they, uh, when uh, Bailey missed it. If you could have promised me Bailey was going to miss a big kick, I would have stuck around there and watched it. <laughs> By the way, I looked up Daniel Carlson. Yeah. Uh, last 10 games of the year, he was in Oakland. He was one for two the first game, and he missed, and then he made his last 15, including several 50 yarders. And six of those games were played on that grass at Oakland. Hmm. So, okay, but at least Zim showed some patience with him. He didn't get rid of him until after the second game of the season, so he <laughs> Pat, showed some patience. Do you think it's possible what? that a year from now Mike Zimmer will be taking shots at Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski, or do you think this is actually going to work? Hell yes. He fired Norv, for God's sake. He didn't fire him, but he basically said, I'm taking your power away, so Norv left. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, no, because Zim won't last. If they if if they don't win ten games this year, uh, I don't think Zim is going to be around. So, I think Zimmer and Spielman are both gone. If, and that, I mean, people are saying a playoff season. I think they if they just squeeze into the playoffs and get beat right away, I think they're both get fired. Yeah, uh, Pat. Five I mean, days ago, if they get if they go into the playoffs strongly and then get beat, then then they might stick around. So. Pat, five days ago, Lance Lynn struck out 12 Astros in seven innings. Just going to throw that out there. He's got uh, yeah, a 3.15 ERA in his last 14 starts. Just going to throw that oh, out there. Oh, yeah. Well, how many has he won now? 14, is he 13, like 12, right? 12, 12 and 6. 12 last and six. time I looked, he was third in the American League, and then he's pitched something like that, third or fourth. But I wouldn't touch him with a 100-foot ball after last year. <laughs> Thank his, you. Uh, you know, with, with the attitude that he brought with him. That Texas heat might be good for him, though, because he probably loses about eight pounds of fat. But it is. He, look, he looks bigger, Pat. He looks fatter than he looks last like year. He got fatter. He you got know fatter, yeah. Get, boys, they're going to get Tony Watson from San Francisco as their left-handed reliever. And uh, I don't know who else, but that's one of the guys they're going to get. I will uh, predict that right now. Former Tony upper Watson. Midwest player. It'll Tony be Tony Jones. Watson, Sergio Romo, and... Uh, I don't want Romo. We don't need another slot baller in that bullpen. You got enough, you know, you got... If you got Sergio Romo, you already got Sergio Romo, but his name's Ryan Harper. You know, same slot baller that uh, Romo is now. I would not touch him at all. 
Where is he anyway? Romo is Marlins. Marlins, yeah. Miami now. Tampa Marlins. last year. No. Switch dugout. hey, switched don't. dugouts this week. Who? Where did that come up? Who brought that up? That was from uh, some radio host in South Florida with like twenty five thousand Twitter followers. Craig Mish. No. Craig, Craig Mish. Craig Mish. That they're interested in him? No, 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 no. Not that crap. You don't need that crap. <laughs> he throws eighty two. For God's sakes. Not. I mean, there's better. There's uh, there's better guys floating around, but they're going to get Tony Watson, and then they'll get some other guy. But uh, the idea that they might go Syndergaard and Royce Lewis for, uh, I mean, Royce Lewis and Kirilov for Syndergaard, no chance in God's green earth, not happening. No, they might. I think they might give up one of their top three, though. I do. I think they give up Lewis or Kirilov, and then another guy down at the bottom of the 10th, you know, the 9th, 10th, 11th. You know who's on fire? Nick Gordon. Somebody would probably take him. He's been great lately. He's been for about a month in Rochester. That guy can run, and uh, if he can figure it out as a hitter, uh, somebody somebody would take him. But So Kirilov and Nick Gordon, maybe, for Syndergaard, I guess I'd do that. Man. Yeah, I would. I like Kirilov a lot, but huh? I said I would do that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you you got to keep one of those two guys, so I, I would think anyway. Say, did you guys see that the kid from Lakeville North, Reagan Smith, the swimmer? Yeah, he's a senior in Lakeville uh, North. Set a world record today in uh, the uh, in the U.S. national swimming meet. In, a world uh, record. World record. Like better than Michael yeah. Phelps' world record. Well, no, she's a male. She's a woman. I oh, sorry. Women, <laughs> sorry. Women, sorry, <laughs> sorry. She's a gal. She's a gal. But uh, a, a strong young lady, and uh, yeah, by a half a second. Wow. She said uh, she set a world record today. I'm going yeah, to uh, guess she's probably going to be in the Olympics coming up here or something. Yeah, I don't think she spends a lot of time. Swimming in the state high school meet. <laughs> yeah. Could you do that? That'd be fun, though. She might. Uh, <laughs> Just on a half you hour, know, really. Can't you see those other kids there on the starting line? <laughs> look out, look, at, look over and say, oh, God, there she is, the world record holder. I don't think I can live today. I better really swim like a son of a gun. So, uh, Pat, and other good news, by the way, the Timberwolves are in the semifinals. Did you see that? Uh, yes. Oh, of the... Of what? Of the gamers. video? E-gaming. Uh, oh, gamers. Oh, okay. We're good at that. The E-Wolves. And you know who we got? We got the Warriors. Revenge for D'Angelo Russell. Come on. Go and Steph Curry. Are we better? Are, are we superior uh-huh. E-gamers to the Warriors? Do we know? I don't know, but we beat the Kings 2-0 in a 2-0 sweep, I read. <laughs> And right. now we, we got we, the we own the Kings. Hey, the Kings are good at something. Yeah. <laughs> Wolves are good at something. Congratulations, right, Pat. We got to go. We'll talk to you on Monday. Enjoy yeah, training. Right. Enjoy yeah. grinding film bye. this weekend. Yeah, bye. Okay, Can't bye. believe you didn't stick around for Dan Bailey missing three, four, <laughs> three or four. It, he was four of uh, seven. He missed no, four he of missed, seven. Missed three of seven. Mi- okay, missed three of seven. Okay. Oh yeah, that just happens. And That's then the team fine. had to run. That's then fine. the whole team had to run. I don't see the big deal. Like Phil said, they all hate him now. Yeah. It's, there's a, there's already a schism. The first you need him to hit more than forty percent of his field goals. Come on, guys, just be better defensively. Don't set the bar too high. In 1973, you didn't. <laughs> All right, thanks to the uh, Minnesota United Loons Allianz Field, beautiful place. Podcast us on the Scornorth mobile app.